do you have anxiety? Is it something that you did have before drinking and that's what encouraged you to drink? Or did you start experiencing it like I did during drinking and after? Well, I'm going to talk a little bit today about both and how it has effects on you and your brain. So the answer is yes. Is drinking making your anxiety worse? Absolutely. Hey sister, do you feel stuck? Do you feel like you're living each day over and over on a loop? Maybe you feel like a failure because you keep telling yourself that today will be different. You wake up each morning hoping to do better, but when the afternoon rolls around, all your promises to yourself are shot. And society screams, you deserve to have that drink, eat that piece of cake, and scroll mindlessly through social media. Hi, I'm Michelle Porterfield, certified mindset and breakthrough coach, mom of three, former daily wine drinker, excuse maker, and promise breaker. Coffee's my jam, dry shampoo is my BFF, and I am so glad you're here. I have created this community to help you walk in faith towards freedom from alcohol and other strongholds like it. Together, we will work to show you your value, your strength, and your ability to overcome. So pop in your earbuds and go for a walk, or buckle up for your commute. Girl, get ready for straight talk and the truth, because it's time to elevate your mindset, develop healthy routines, and begin to thrive alcohol-free. Hey ladies, I feel like I want to start this conversation by just saying that if you have clinical anxiety, and this is something that you've been struggling with, then I want you to know that it is absolutely okay and wonderful to seek medical care and medical help with some medication. And it's still important that you understand that if you are drinking, then you are adding lighter fluid to the fire, okay? But there are those of us who may have not struggled previously to drinking with anxiety. It's not something that is a chemical in our brain, but yet because of our drinking, we experienced anxiety and the effects of them. So I pulled some articles and just kind of wanted to look at see, you know, just from some medical reports of anxiety and how it does affect you, especially with drinking. So I'm just going to kind of chat a little bit about that. And then I'll talk about kind of my personal experience. And you can see if you relate and see maybe some things that you might can do instead. So alcohol changes the levels of serotonin and other neurotransmitters in the brain, right? We know this. Well, the result of that is it can worsen anxiety. In fact, you may feel more anxious after the alcohol wears off. Alcohol-induced anxiety can last for several hours or even the entire day after drinking. Now, I've had this conversation with you, and I know this is real, and I can tell you that there were times in the past that I could say I experienced this for sure. That, you know, it was after the next day after waking up that I was feeling way more anxious. And I've talked about too how I woke, there's been times I would wake up in the middle of the night, that 3 a.m. wake up call in the middle of the night with just like shaking, dry mouth, sweaty palms, racing heart. That is a form of anxiety as well. And that was all because of alcohol. That was nothing more. what it was doing to me 
So with social anxiety, you may find that social situations are unbearable. It is common for people with social anxiety disorder to drink alcohol to cope with social interactions. Doing this can lead to a dependence on alcohol during socializing, which can make anxiety symptoms worse. So listen, it said about 20% of people with social anxiety disorder also suffer from alcohol dependence. Can you see how that just sort of like looks like a loop, you know? So we go into it and we're like, okay, I'm, uh, you know, late teens, early 20s, could be later on as an adult after some stressful situations or trauma and you're like wanting to be social but you feel anxiety so you get exposed to the pleasures of alcohol and how they kind of numb you out you're thinking oh cool i can have a little alcohol that makes me relax more so i can hang out and be more social but yet the alcohol (laughs) will become a stronghold you'll get more dependent on it so that you can be social but yet it's going to increase your anxiety so the anxiety gets worse so then you drink more can you see how this is just like a this loop this slow i feel like it's like a a slow wheel turning and then eventually as this progression takes place and it just goes faster and faster and faster and the next thing you know you are spinning out you are like holy cow where how did i get here and this is exactly how so then you have hangovers right they make you feel dizzy dehydrated nauseated and all that makes your anxiety worse there again the loop effect so you do you kind of get to the point is like you get to where like the next morning you're feeling like crappy and hungover and like edgy and like dry mouth and all this stuff going on so you're shaky and you have an anxiety through the day like while you're at your work and then you know like in order to get your evening going whether you're going home like ideally what you would want to do is go home and rest maybe a nice walk a little vitamin d in the sunshine get some rest, take a bath, get in the bed early. But that's not what we do, is it? We go back to the bottle because the discomfort is unbearable and we are, we're spinning out. Our heads cannot concentrate and you've gotten to a place where honestly, you can't even think about these first options, these relaxing options, because your brain's spinning so fast. You're a total spin out. There's the guilt the shaming, the negative self-talk. So then that ramps you up even more. Okay. So here's another little bit of information I think would be helpful. Research shows that people with alcohol dependence find it difficult to recover from traumatic events. This is possibly because of the effects of alcohol abuse, which can actually change brain activity. Well, clearly, this is what we're talking about, whether it it relates to trauma or anxiety, the fact that it truly affects our brain and our brain is our computer, y'all. Like if it's affecting that, of course, we're not going to be able to make clear decisions and process trauma and process emotions. That's why step one in my program is we've got to remove the alcohol first so that we can get clarity and move from there. That is the progression. 
it needs to be out because you've got to get that get those brain chemicals working properly again and depending on how long you've been drinking it's going to take some time but that's okay because the longer you wait the longer time i believe it's going to take so alcohol by no means is an anxiety treatment definitely seek help from a mental health professional if you have anxiety if you think you have a problem with alcohol seek help with your doctor right away there are many options based on what level of anxiety you're having remember that most things that are creating great change will be much harder before they get better give it some time maybe you do need a medication okay that's what I was saying in the beginning. So by no means am I saying just, just grip and go for it. You may need to see your doctor. I'm going to continue repeating this. If you're having extreme physical withdrawals and symptoms, you may need more medical help. If there is severe anxiety that is need needed medication, then you need to see someone that can prescribe medication. And I want you to just look at it a little bit like this. Look at it as that this is the support for me for a season. It doesn't mean you have to have it forever. Maybe you didn't have anxiety before. And because you have been drinking this whole time, you have created a little bit more of an extreme anxiety to where when you do stop drinking, you, you just can't get a handle on it. Well, understand that that doesn't mean that you're broken. It doesn't mean that you have to have this guilt or shame for taking medications. There was a season for about two years that I took an antidepressant. Now, I'm glad that I'm on the other side now and that I don't take any medications. I take vitamins and supplements and I try to do my, my best with foods. And that I feel very, very proud about that. But that's me because I know that when I needed them, I needed them. I allowed the stress of my life during that season to become completely overwhelming and I had to have a little help. And that was an active drinking time for me. I bet if I look back or if I could go back because I'm already looking back and I can see the pattern, if I had removed alcohol there would have been a good possibility that I might would have needed the medicine either not at all or less, maybe less time. But I was increasing the symptoms of depression. And it then too, like now I think when I look back, it probably is more of the anxiety. And um, I needed it. But I will say probably about at my six-month point of alcohol-free was when I was able to slowly decrease my dose and then go completely off now i just didn't do that and sit around i did find other ways to support my health and i know if you struggle from anxiety or depression or if you're drinking and you're looking for other ways you have googled so many daggum times i'm not teaching you anything new here but what i am saying is that if you want to succeed you must take action in these areas they were for me exercise Finding something I enjoyed, some sort of movement, almost on a daily basis. Healthy foods, for the most part. There are seasons that that doesn't always work out. Sleep. Oh my goodness, sleep, women. That I cannot tell you how important good quality sleep is for 
not only are you going to help um, heal your brain, restore your body, it increases your mood, it's going to increase your clarity, like all this matters. You better be sleeping. And then something creative, like I've learned more and more, even the older I've gotten, like how important it is when we're stuck in this, this, this pattern, it's hard to get creative, right? But once you get beyond that, it gets better. And then sometimes we're busy. We're working, we're raising kids, we're dealing with spouses. I mean, life is busy, but I find that if you find something, a creative outlet, do it. Whether it's painting, like actually painting rooms in your house. Um, rearranging furniture works for me. I love to change up things like a room. I like to rearrange a room sometimes. Um, you can actually do paint in general. That might be creative. Any sort of music is beautiful. Like I love to just listen to music and um, sing and worship. So whatever created, I mean, it might even be something like, they have the coolest things now where you can make those big like uh, thick, I think it's like a crochet type thing, those thick chunky blankets. There's these places you can go to create crafts. I'm really thinking about trying that this year and taking my youngest daughter, like she's super creative and making some sort of project. And then self-care. And when I say that word, I literally mean like, I get massages about every five to six weeks. I learn to relax. Like I've learned how to relax. I've had so many women in my life, especially even coming through the salon for years. We do a relaxing treatment every time. And they're just like, oh, I just don't know how to relax. Well, learn. It's important because we want to lower your blood pressure. You know, get your breathing evened out. This is super important. And learn to listen to what your body needs. I'm going to have this conversation over and over about awareness. If we're not taking time to be aware of what is our body feeling right now, what does it need? Do you need to just go sit down for a minute? Are you just so busy that you're running around, you're allowing this wheel to keep spinning? Just stop for a minute. It doesn't have to be like prop your feet up and waste time watching TV. It might be five to ten minutes of some deep breathing and quiet to get away from whatever's going on with you. I wanted to mention this because <clears throat> I think we do get a little confused on the amounts of alcohol. And I just thought, God, this matters really during this conversation. But I found an article on, in Healthline and it said, moderate drinking is not the same for all genders and age groups. Okay. Listen, we're all different genders and age groups, right? We have to decide where are we in this category, but I think they do this just to also kind of cushion your ability to like, at the end of the day, I'm going to just say it like it is. You're going to read tons of articles and they're going to talk about how unhealthy alcohol is and what it does to you. I'm actually going to be posting a podcast soon that really goes deeper in like how it affects women specifically over men. Like we're in way more, we have way more complicated issues than men just because we're women but also like moderate drinking it refers to two drinks a day for adult men and one for women but older adults wherever wherever that means i don't know what that means over 50 over 60 older adults metabolize alcohol faster so if you're in this age group limit yourself to one beverage per day and then it so nicely says, ask your doctor if moderate alcohol consumption is suitable for you. So here's what I'm saying. Once again, 
if you're here, then you're here for a reason. And you know that this is a problem for you. You know that this anxiety is getting you going. And you know that you're not the one that drinks exactly one six-ounce beverage per day. We don't need to ask our doctors. We know what's good for us. We know what's true for us and what's not. And we know that one glass has never truly been an option for us. It's always more. So what I want to challenge you today is, are you going to start now? Are you going to make a decision to care for the body that you've been given? Are you going to make a choice to stand up for yourself and to set boundaries around your life and not blame others for your busyness and your routines and your lack of ability to make change? If you have some things that you feel like you need to see a physician, I want you today, today commit to making a phone call and making that appointment. And don't just make that appointment. Make that appointment. Commit to that appointment. And when you hang up the phone, you need to write down on your notes on your phone or in a journal exactly the things that you're struggling with when you feel your worst. Because how many times have we shown up to the doctor and we're like, oh, yeah, everything's fine. Like, I feel good today when we've had misery the past month. I want you to write it down. Write down what's going on, what thoughts you're having, the feelings that you're having, how this is affecting your life, your daily life, and talk to them about it. You know, if it feels like something that you know that you really don't have some chemical issues, you know that it is truly your mind drama and your habits around drinking and the fact that you know you've been able to go some time and you're not having these physical withdrawals but you just like are stuck and you're in the mind loop but you have felt some of these effects and you're like I don't want to feel like this anymore then it may be time to to connect you know I'm here to support you that's exactly what we'll do we will work together to get alcohol removed create some clarity in your goals and your boundaries, work through it, change and shift some beliefs so that you can start walking in the purpose that you're designed to walk. And if we need to work on some stuff like unforgiveness and some past issues that we need to glance at, that's what I tell my clients. You know what? We're not going to go back and go uh, deep into staying in the past like sometimes therapeutically you might need to work on some of that but if you're like me like it's important to glance let's take a glance offer forgiveness and grace and we'll process through that so that we can get to a place where now what actions do we need to take how often and how daily do we need to remind ourselves of these things it may be time for you to get some support and i'm here for you reach out. You can come see me in the Set Free Sisterhood group. You can message me in the direct message on Instagram at Coach Michelle Porterfield. And you can email me at Coach Michelle Porterfield at gmail.com. And I will see you soon. Stay blessed. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. Every so often, I will read reviews and give shout outs. To dig deeper, join us at Set Free Sisterhood over on Facebook. 
I will pop the link in the show notes. And don't forget, if you know someone that would enjoy or benefit from this podcast, share it with them and take a screenshot and post it in your Instagram stories and tag me. It's time to take back our power, ladies, and be set free. Until next time, stay blessed. Michelle.